It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a bonus episode of Terror Radio Podcast. I am celebrating over 4,000 plays, which entails streams and downloads. And this is a big thank you to everyone that is supporting and has been supporting this podcast. And as I always say, there is more to come. I know I had originally promised uh, I would be sharing the actual radio play of Cabin B13. But I listened to the entire story the other day and boo. Now don't get me wrong. The acting superb. The writing is great. But by the second act it was pretty predictable. And the ending is what I anticipated. So instead I am sharing an episode of my favorite radio series, The Hall of Fantasy. And the radio story tonight is entitled The Sea Phantom. And it was first broadcasted on September 8th, 1953. So, you know the drill. Sit back, turn down the lights, and listen to The Sea Phantom. And now, the Hall of Fantasy. Welcome to the Hall of Fantasy. Welcome to the series of radio dramas dedicated to the supernatural, the unusual, and the unknown. Come with me, my friends. We shall descend to the world of the unknown and forbidden. Down to the depths where the veil of time is lifted and the supernatural reigns as king. Come with me and listen to the tale of The Sea Phantom. There was a terrible storm on this coast. The ship was heading for safer waters when, when through the storm they heard a woman calling for help and ordered his men to rescue her. The ship heeled around and started towards her. As they were getting close to her, suddenly the ship hit a submerged rock that tore open her hull. No one had a chance. For in a matter of minutes, the ship and all hands were lost. In just a moment, the Hall of Fantasy will present The Sea Phantom. And now for our story. An original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne entitled 
The Sea Phantom. The house stands on one of two points of land that stretch out into the ocean, forming a small bay of the water and the shore between them. The tides rise and fall. The waves roll in inexorably. Sometimes the wind shrieks and howls in anger. On a calm day when the ocean is at peace with man and the soft sea breezes blowing off the water, there's no more beautiful spot in all the world. But when the sea is angry and, and the winds whip it into a raging fury and the sky is filled with black swirling clouds, then you would believe that, that you were in another world. And you would also believe the stories they tell. Don Fleming was an artist, and I, a writer. And through the years, we've become good friends. Oftentimes, we would take trips together around the country, to Europe or South America. He to paint, I to write. And when we had finished with the day's work, well, we managed to have some pretty good times together. How we came to rent that house in Maine on the rocky coast of the Atlantic, I still don't know. But we did, and it was there the story I tell you begins. Awful nice of you to come out here with us, Mr. Lohman. Well... <laughs> I was coming out anyway. Got to see old Mrs. Green about some business, so I figured I might as well drive out with you fellas. Make sure you get settled nice and comfortable-like. Well, we appreciate it, Mr. Lohman. Oh, take nothing at all. You're that uh, writer fellow, huh? That Larry Reardon? Oh, that's right. Read one of your stories in a magazine just the other day. <laughs> Pretty good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> what about you, young fella? What do you do? I'm an artist. Uh, painter, eh? Yes, he is. And a very good one. Uh, <laughs> Only thing I know about painting concerns houses and barns and boats. <laughs> That's the only painting I've ever done. You're probably a lot better off. <laughs> I expect so. <laughs> well, here's the house. Better pull up. It's a beautiful house. Always come out here when I rent it to folks. Yeah. Here's the key. Thanks. And I want to thank you for driving me out here. I'll go on down to Mrs. Green's now. Uh, drop in now and then, see how you're getting along. Thanks, Mr. Lohman. And, uh, in case you see anything down in that bay, don't you worry, man. It won't hurt you, as long as you leave it alone. Both Don and I thought he was joking when he said that. He disappeared down the road, and we moved everything into the house. Ah, oh, it was a beautiful old place, spacious and bright, standing like a lonely sentinel on the point overlooking the ocean. And in the days that followed, we were too busy to think about his words. Both Don and I seemed to be, well, <laughs> inspired, if you'll allow me to use that. And his painting was almost half finished while my story was well along the way. Not until a week after we arrived did we realize what was happening. late in the evening, we stood outside the house, looking down at the ocean. Larry? What? Something's happening. No? How do you mean? My painting. I don't know how to explain it. I'm not painting it. 
It seems like someone or something is moving my hand. I make no conscious effort when I stand before that easel. Rush seems to be alive. That's what's been happening to me with my story. You know, usually I have to think and plot ahead for hours before I can write a word. But it's, it's been different with this story. Don, it's writing itself. What's it about? Oh, about a phantom ship that sails forever. You haven't seen my canvas, have you? Well, why? Because that's what I'm painting. The phantom ship. Strange coincidence, isn't it? Yes. Listen, I heard it. It's a woman's voice crying for help. It came from somewhere down in that bay. There's nothing down there, Larry. I know. Hello! Is home? Who's that over there? It's Mr. Loman. Oh. Oh, and look, there's a woman with him. I thought I'd drop in and say hello. How are you getting along? Fine, Mr. Loman. This is Mrs. Green. These are those two I was telling you about, Maud. Mr. Gridden and Mr. Fleming. I'm pleased to meet you. How do you do? How are you getting along? Oh, pretty well. Say, by the way, when you were coming up here, did you hear anyone calling from down in that bay? No. Another thing. It was a woman's voice. You didn't call, did you, Mrs. Green? No. Now, then we probably were mistaken. No, you weren't. You heard something, all right. You know who it was? Yep. It was a girl. What girl? The girl on the ship. But there's no ship down there. Yes, but there will be. What do you mean, Roman? You tell him, Maud. All right, Simon. Well, it was almost a hundred years ago, Mr. Fleming. It was a terrible storm on this coast. The ship, the sea mist, was forced into the sail. They were heading for shore when through the storm they heard a woman calling for help. The captain ordered his men to rescue her. They heeled around and started toward her. Then the ship hit a submerged rock that tore a gaping hole in her hull. Well, the sea mist went down in a matter of minutes. And all hands were lost. But how could anyone... It's true, believe me. Folks saw it on the shore. Saw the girl appear and the ship go down. No one knew where she came from. But who was she? Well, people said she was the captain's dead wife. The woman he murdered 20 years before. And that she vowed vengeance on all men. That's why I told you if you saw anything down that bay, to pay no attention to it. Oh, we haven't seen anything. We only heard her voice. Now you'll see the ship. Don't you worry about that. The waves seem to be rolling in much stronger than they were before. There it is again. Yep. That's her, all right. I can't see any... Wait a minute. Down there, Larry. See? Yes. Sailing ship. Under full canvas. The girl. She must be in trouble. Why don't we go down there? Right, there's a rowboat down there. I wouldn't if I were you. I'm going to see what's down there. I'm telling you, don't go. Come on, guys. Right, don't go, I tell you. Back now to our story. An original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne entitled The Sea Phantom. Don and I went 
brought down the trail as fast as we could, even though it was steep and treacherous. As we neared the water, the spray from the breaking waves filled the air, and falling down on the rocks made it slippery and wet. Those waves look pretty strong. Yeah, but nothing to worry about, though. All right. You ready with the oars? Right. Now shove us off, then. Okay. The ship's still there? Yeah. Can you see anyone? No. Well, shouldn't take us too long to get out to it. Then we'll see if anyone's aboard. Seems to be quieting down. Yeah. Can you make out her name? Let me see. It says... Sea Mist. That's the one they told us about. Yes, I know. Now watch it. We're getting close. Uh, well, we're here. I'll beach these oars. Think I should try hailing her? Yeah, might as well. All right. Hello, Sea Mist! No answer. Ah, maybe they didn't hear you. Look, we pulled up right alongside this rope ladder. We might as well board her. Yeah, I suppose so. You know, Loman's crazy with that story of his about this being a phantom ship. Uh, it's the most solidly built ghost ship I've ever seen. <laughs> Say, you sure you tied our boat securely? Yeah, don't worry about it. Okay. Up and over. Yeah. Want a hand on? No. I can make it, Larry. Ah. Uh, uh. Anybody on board? I wonder why. No one answers. I don't know. There has to be someone aboard the ship. She couldn't have sailed into this bay by herself. Of course not. And she's in such good condition. They must have built her recently. Probably for a celebration of some kind. Well, there's one thing, Larry. What? Why should I paint a ship exactly like this, even to the name, when I hadn't even seen her? And why should you write about one? I don't know. Look, you think we better take a look around? I'm not sure it would be a good idea. Well, we can't stand down here and... Don. Yeah? Look up at the sails. They're all unfurled. They're catching the wind. Where are you going? Take a look over the side. There's no wake. What? Done. The sails are full, but there's no wake. The ship's not moving. Now, how can a ship be under full set? Where? Over there. In the captain's deck. A skeleton. Lashed to the wheel. Larry. That wasn't there when we first boarded the ship. Uh, it, it, it could have been. We might not have seen it. Maybe, maybe not, but I think we better get off this thing. That's not a bad idea. But you will join us when we come for you. Larry. Yes. I heard too. Something here with us. But I can't see anything. Nothing. Except that skeleton lashed to the wheel. You will join us. Let's get back to shore. All right, let's go. I hope our boat... Don't worry, it's there. I can see it. Maybe Loam was right. Maybe this is a phantom ship. We will come for you. We're coming, Loam. Well, we were worried about you. We thought maybe you wouldn't come back. What happened out there? Yeah. 
What happened? We boarded her. Finn? What happened? Well. Listen. She's calling to you again. Let's go into the house. Good idea. You shouldn't have gone out there. Uh, we know that now. Looks like it's going to blow up the storm. Yeah, it's clouding over very badly. We'll go into the front room. I'll have to be leaving soon, Simon. I'll take you back home, Ma. Don't worry. I'm just interested in finding out what happened. What did happen out there? Well, like Don said, we boarded the ship. What was its name? The Sea Mist. That's the one, all right. And then what happened? Well, we looked over part of the main deck, but couldn't find anyone on board. Could you go down inside? No. Good thing you didn't. You mightn't have come up. We didn't see anyone by the wheel when we first boarded her, Roman. But suddenly, when we turned around, we saw a skeleton lashed to the wheel. And then we heard a voice. A woman's. A whispering voice saying, You will join us when we come for you. Do you know what that means? No. I'll tell you then. Like I said, you shouldn't have gone out there. If you hadn't, nothing would have happened. Nothing actually has happened yet. Just that we went out there, and while we were on board, we heard a voice. That's just the beginning. What do you mean? What do you think she calls out for help for? She don't need help. She wants to get you out there, out to that ship. She's got her eyes set on one of you, or maybe both. Why do you say that? Because that's what I've heard. Now, mind you, I never saw it myself, and Maud hasn't either. But they say she's always looking for men for her crew. That she or the mate of the Sea Phantom will come to get you. If ever you set foot on the ghost ship. Roman, you can't mean what you're saying. Oh, yes, I can. Like I said, I never saw it myself. But I've heard folks tell about it. And I've known men to disappear and never show up again. Remember what she said. You will join us when we come for you. When we come for you. Back now to our story, an original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne, entitled The Sea Phantom. Outside, the weather was getting worse. The sound of the waves washing up against the rocky shore became louder. The wind became stronger. Four of us were in the front room of the house Don and I had rented. Simon Loman had just said, And I've known men to disappear and never show up again. He's telling you the truth. What should we do? I wouldn't know what to suggest. Well, we can leave. No, that won't do you no good. She'll catch you sooner or later. If I was you, I'd stay right here. She's going to take one of you. Or maybe both. You'd better take me home, Simon. All right, home. I'm pleased to have met you, both of you. Same here, Mrs. Green. Let's go, Simon. As soon as I take her home, I'll come back. Maybe I can help you some way. Now, be careful. What are we going to do, Larry? Listen, maybe he's only trying to scare us. To play a trick on the smart city slickers. We've only got his story to go on. And the woman. Well, maybe she was in on it. Yeah, of course that's possible. Look, someone could have been on that ship when we went out there. And they could have waited until we weren't looking, then gone out and lashed that, that thing to the wheel, and then they could have hidden and called out the words we heard. Why should they go to so much trouble to do anything like that? Sort of practical joke. It doesn't sound reasonable. I know, but it's possible. Yes, it's possible. And I think that's just what they have done. 
There is going to be a storm tonight. Yeah, bad one. I still can't believe that they'd go to all that trouble. Look, to... haven't we done the same thing on occasion? But we didn't go to such. Of course we did. Now forget it. There's nothing to worry about. Nothing at all. I wouldn't be surprised if Loman didn't send someone else out here tonight to tell us that the woman was waiting for us. It's starting to rain. I wonder if Loman will be back tonight. Well, he said he would. I don't know. But I'm not so sure he will. Listen. Yes, I heard it. This is a joke. Why don't they stop it? Take it easy, Doc. How can I take it easy? I've had all of this I can take. There it is again. Where are you going? I'm going to take a look out the window. You see anything? No. I... Wait a minute. What's the matter? There's someone coming towards the door. Well, it's probably Norman. No, I don't think so. He couldn't have taken Mrs. Green down to her house and returned in so short a time. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Who is it, Larry? Who is that man coming towards the house? I don't know. Unless they're carrying through that joke of theirs. Well, you're right. I hope it is. Larry? What? It's clothes. What about them? They're not modern. He's wearing clothing worn by sailors almost a hundred years ago. He's at the door. Okay, I'll let him in. Yes? I want to come in. Why? I've come for him. For whom? The man with the brush. What are you talking about? The crew is short. One hand. That's why we put in here. Look, I've had just about enough of this. This thing has gone too far. You go back and tell Loma to stop his little joker, or I'll stop it for him. I came for the man with the brush. She said she wants him. Get out of here. But get out of here! I want to get away from here, Larry. I will leave tomorrow. Tonight. All right, all right, we'll leave tonight. Come on, let's start packing. No packing, we'll just leave. If we want anything here, we can come back when it's daylight. All right, we can... He's back. I warned him. Here, let me in. Quick. Loman. I want to talk to you. Sure. What about it? Look, this thing has gone far enough. This this joke of yours. Huh? What joke? Trying to frighten us with that hullabaloo about a ghost ship and, and then sending him out here. Who? That sailor in a costume. Listen to me. I didn't send anyone here. Look how stupid you think we are. I don't know, but I didn't send anyone here. Then who was he? I don't know any more than you do. And that... The story you told us was true. Every word of it. I'm going to get out of here. Don! He's running the wrong way. Going towards the edge of the cliff. we got to stop him. Don! Come back! I'm leaving now! You're running the wrong way! He can't hear us! We've got to stop him! Woman! There's someone else out there, too! Woman! Look out, Don! Down here on the rocks. You won't find his body down here. You saw him fall, so did I. And she went over with him. That's right. We saw him both go over. But we're not going to find him down here. If we could only see out onto the bay now, you'd know what I mean. Why? She needed a man for her crew. She has him now. And the ship's gone and won't be back again. Till she needs someone else. 
Join us again when next we journey down the corridors of the Hall of Fantasy to hear another strange tale of the supernatural. All characters and events portrayed in these programs are fictional, and any similarity to actual events or persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. show for tonight i want to thank you all for listening and remember you can find me on facebook at facebook.com slash terror 1970 or you can find me on instagram at radio show nerd or on the twitter at radio show nerd one again this is keith aka the radio show nerd reminding you that There will be a new episode on Friday and signing off.